Welcome back to the Young Adult Audio Podcast. I do apologize ahead of time if I sound kind of rough. I have been fighting my bronchitis, which is why I have not uploaded. Um, My friends have been harassing me to upload those, so I am doing my best tonight. Um, No long spiel this time. We're just going to get right into it. I am reading from the book, The Immortal Mage Chronicles, by the author, Maria Grant. I'm starting with chapter 17, Let's Do a Spell. Um, There's only 32 more pages left to go, guys, so we are almost at the end, and I'm excited, so let's get into it. Calissa heads to Professor Lyman's room to work on her project for his class. He's cleaning off the board when she enters. He stops and waves to her as he walks over to his desk in order to pull out a book from his drawer. Hey, um, I'm glad you stopped by because I wanted to ask for your help on something. Calissa's attention has been piqued. She hasn't really been acting like herself since learning her father has been hexing her grandmother all this time. But she's realizing that the world continues on and she has to focus on being herself again. So, Calissa, let's do a spell. Uh, okay. Calissa looks to the book and notices it's really a spell book. She was hoping... For a picture book or something mundane. Oh, I'm I'm not the one you want for that. Me and spells don't really get along. Just ask my other professors. (laughs) I hardly think that's true. Wyman laughs. You did that blood spell perfectly. And you saved a life, did you not? Calissa hides her blush. It feels like she's being praised right now, which is something that happens so rarely. She has no idea where to put her hands. That's how awkward she feels. She's not used to being told that she did something perfectly. It's always been the opposite with her. I was fueled by determination. There was nothing more to it. Calissa dismisses the claim. It's easy to put herself down when her mother's been doing it for so long. Professor Lyman doesn't know what he's talking about. He can't. It's impossible. Yes, Calissa did a blood spell. But it only worked as well as it did because Lyman was right there coaxing her along. Please. The man shakes his head. I've been around a long time. And I have never seen anyone pull off a blood spill of that caliber so easily, especially without any side effects. Calissa thinks back to the blackout and bites on her bottom lip. Should I mention it? She wonders to herself. (laughs) Just to say that the side effects won't come later. She fakes a laugh to, to laugh it off. There won't be any side effects. He stays with confirmation. He places some hair behind Calissa's ear before pulling away. She doesn't even remember him getting so close in the first place. Feeling nervous, she takes a few steps back. 
Mr. Lyman decides to go back to flipping through his spell book. It wouldn't have already, it would have already happened if something were to happen to you. My mother always said I was a late bloomer. She tries laughing again because she feels really awkward and the laugh even sounds awkward to her own ears. She's really just about to gather her bag and bolt. She can always ask Trevor for help later on with her assignment. Listen. Mr. Lyman narrows his eyes as he talks. There is an elixir that I want to try making. It's supposed to be a healing type elixir. But it, it takes two people. When I saw you perform that blood spell, I knew you were strong enough to assist me. Calissa doesn't like the sound of this. Hey, I'm only a maroon. Calissa informs him in case he forgot. Your ability to pull off a blood spill like that says otherwise. Lyman seems very determined and insistent on this fact. I'm tired of people trying to convince me that they know more about me than I do. Calissa frowns. You should be tired of all your self-depreciation. Lyman stays angrily. You're not some weak little maroon. You should accept your magical abilities and allow nature to fuel you to become stronger. You're finally ready. Embrace it. Calissa freezes where she stands. There's something about him saying, you're finally ready. This shocks her to the core. It reminds her of the voice. She hasn't heard the voice since the incident in the classroom, but that voice said it was going to come for her when she was ready. She never really thought about it before. But ready for what? She really wants to ask him to clarify what he just said, but she doesn't want to sound crazy, so she remains quiet instead. Always quiet. Look, Calissa pulls out her phone and calls Leo. My boyfriend is expecting me and I have to go. But next time, yeah, yeah, next time I'll help you with the spell. Leo picks up on the third ring and she tells him everything as she heads towards his dorm room. Upon arriving, the door opens and she's ushered in. Zink waves from his bed and she greets him before giving Leo a kiss and jumping onto the bed. You know, you should really tell your mom about that creep, Leo states firmly. Please, Calissa rolls her eyes, as if my mom would do anything about him giving me the willies. You know, at least she'd know, Leo tries again. If you don't, then I will. Calissa feels herself frown. You can't just go speak to my mom on my behalf, Leo. Not without my permission, especially not about something that pertains to me and not you. Calissa frowns as she talks. I don't know. I'm kind of with Leo on this one. Zink points to Calissa. If Professor Lyman rubbed you the wrong way, then an adult should know. Even if nothing comes of it, you still told someone. I know everybody likes them and all, but if... If he makes you feel uncomfortable, then he probably makes others feel that way too. Calissa huffs and looks at the two men in the other room 
before she goes and looks at her hands. It's not like he did anything particularly alarming. It's just a feeling she got, more than anything else. Too close for comfort, that kind of thing. He's probably just harmless and oblivious. And what if he gets in trouble because Calissa felt uncomfortable? She hugs once more and pushes her thoughts away. The guys are right. She should say something. She shouldn't have to live being uncomfortable out of fear for someone else. Fine, Calissa agrees. All she can do is say her piece. She would hate to not say something and have someone be directly affected by her lack of speaking up. Besides, didn't Leo say before that Lyman has a tendency to get too close? It's not too late. Leo hops off the bed as he pulls out his phone to take a look at the time. Let's go now before she leaves for the night. <sighs> Welp, let's do this before I change my mind. Calissa sighs and huffs as she hops off the bed and the two head off. She's silent the entire walk because her mind is whirling with a thousand different thoughts going a thousand miles a minute right now. All she can think about is her mother not believing her, or even worse, laughing in her face. You, uh, you should go on first, Leo announces as they arrive. Calissa nods and with shaking hands, she opens the door. <sighs> Brenna takes a deep sigh. I'm convinced you like ruining my day by just... Shelling up in front of me, Brenda says in a dull tone. Calissa ignores the jab and goes to sit down in the chair. Leo takes a seat beside her. What is it this time? Could you cut the sarcasm? Leo defends Calissa before she can even say anything. She appreciates the gesture, truly, but there's really no point. I'm sorry, and you are? Brenda blinks rapidly. Calissa can see the woman flexing her fists. Look, Calissa interrupts. Professor Lightning, he, uh, rubs me the wrong way. Brenda raises an eyebrow. She means that as a double entendre, Leo quickly states. He likes to get close, pull hair behind her ear, that kind of too close, and rubbing her the wrong way. It's creepy. Has he made a pass at you? Brenda actually looks serious now, and Calissa is slightly floored. She didn't expect her mother to take this seriously. Not directly, no, Calissa admits. What does not directly mean? Brenda questions. Has he touched you inappropriately at all? Brenda fires off next. Made any sexual comments and tried to joke it off? Anything of the sort, anything that I can go on. Calissa slinks in her chair. Well, no, but Calissa trails off. Then what? Brenda looks bewildered. How am I supposed to stop a teacher from merely doing his job? If you feel uncomfortable, I'll switch your classes. But there's nothing else that I can do. If there was more, trust me, I would handle the situation myself. The scary part is, Calissa believes her. But Leo looks at Calissa 
And she shakes her head. Fine. <sighs> Look, Brenda sighs. I take allegations like this very seriously. Even if I don't like who they're coming from. If he does anything or says anything, then you let me know right away. I get it. Calissa stands. She's more than ready to escape. He wanted her to do a spell. Leo blurts out. Calissa glares. My daughter? <laughs> Brenda laughs. No, I really need to have a talk with him. He's obviously lost his mind if he wants a maroon to help him with anything. Could you be nicer to her? Leo seems mad. Calissa goes to grab his arm and pulls him so he's standing. She wants the both of them to get out of here before he says something that he'll regret. I think you're forgetting that I can do and say whatever the hell I want. Brenda stands as well, clearly irate. I'm not going to let trash like her think for a second she's worth more than what she is. Calissa doesn't see it coming, but Leo reaches over the desk and slaps the shit out of Brenda. The slap echoes throughout the quiet room. Calissa's jaw is to the floor. You call her trash when all she's doing is trying to please you. Leo spits in anger. Calissa is beautiful. She's smart. She's really good at spells. She's funny. She's shy. She tries really hard at everything she does. And all she wants is her mother's love and her grandmother to get well. But no, that won't happen because her own father has been... Leo covers his mouth and Calissa's eyes flutter closed. This is why she wanted them to leave. Her what? No, seriously. Her what? Brenda's talking slow now. Her voice doesn't even sound the same. Calissa's chances opening her eyes and Leo has his hands over his mouth while Brenda is now in Calissa's face. So help me. You better explain. Leo looks to the ground. Oh, don't go quiet now. Calissa punches Leo in the arm. What the hell is wrong with you? One. Brenna starts counting. Two. Fine. Calissa throws her hands up as a child dad showed up. Told me to keep it secret because of the life insurance money. There was no life insurance money. Brenna screams. What are you talking about? Calissa takes a few steps back. Her legs feel weak. Has he lied about it all? No, 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 no. This is, this is impossible. Brenda's chance. It's not. Leo finishes for Calissa, and she's glad she doesn't have to talk anymore because she's not sure if she even can. Leo proceeds to tell it all. He only leaves out little details, and Calissa is thankful for that. Brenda doesn't talk at first. She just stands there fuming, unshed tears in her eyes. Ma, Calissa tries to say something, anything, just words to fill the silence, to help cut the pain. Don't, the woman warns. Don't call me that. She brisk walks past Calissa and Leo, slamming the door on the way out. A panning fall and breaks. Calissa tries to simmer down the lump in the back of her throat. It hurts to swallow. I'm 
Leo opens his mouth and Calissa glares. She doesn't hate him. But this was a secret she wanted to take to her grave. Now there's no snowball's chance in hell that Calissa will ever get her mother's love or approval. It's something that she's known deep down. But she had hope. Today that hope is dead. I really don't feel like talking right now. Calissa admits in a soft voice. Honestly, she's fucking exhausted. It feels as if there's a weight planted firmly on her chest and no matter how much she struggles, it won't come off. <coughs> Alright, well then, um, let me walk you to your dorm at least, Leo offers. And Calissa takes up the offer. Truth is, Professor Lyman really did creep her out. Calissa would rather not get caught in his line of sight all alone at the moment right now. So the two of them walk in silence. Calissa appreciates it because it allows her the time to gather her thoughts. As they arrive, Leo walks off with a saddened expression while Calissa sits on her bed and bites on her bottom lip. She doesn't like hope. It leaves her with the option of being disappointed. If things don't work out, Calissa and her mother have never had the best relationship. And despite the cruelty, there was still an ounce of hope that one day, maybe one day, the two of them could be happy together. As of this moment, there's no chance of hell of that happening. It's a crushing feeling, like a ball forming in the pit of her stomach while a lump grows in her lungs. She wants to cry about it, but she can't. There's no point in the tears. No reason to give in to the sadness. What's done is done, and the quicker she can accept that, then the better things would be for her future. Calissa stares at her cat and thinks to herself, what kind of person does she want to be? Does she want to be the kind that gets emotionally crippled by her past? Or does she want to be the kind that rises from the ashes like a phoenix? It's an easy decision, honestly. Biting on her bottom lip, she twirls her phone in her hand before texting Yolanda. Chase's sister. She has slipped her her number in Calissa's phone, and now Calissa will use that to see what the twins have to say. Yolanda responds in record time, as if desperately waiting for Calissa to reach out. Smiling, Calissa gets up and leaves the room. She meets Yolanda in an empty science classroom by the cafeteria. Tommy, Yolanda's twin, is with her. Tommy's smile is wide enough to reach from one ear to the other. It is so contagious. Even Calissa finds herself smiling for no reason at all. Hey, it's good to talk to you without my annoying little brother around. Yolanda chirps. She hops up on the teacher's desk and allows her feet to swing as if a child reminiscing their playground days. Well, hey, I have to admit, Calissa begins. I am curious as to why you both wanted to talk to me. 
She doesn't even have a single iota of an idea as to what the twins could possibly want. Well, Tommy licks his lips and then looks so sister before sighing and jumping right into the fray with what he had wanted to discuss. Your mom has asked us to come on campus and investigate what's going on. She doesn't trust the detective here. And your name seems to be coming up quite a lot. Larson? Calissa asks and confused him before shrinking in on herself. Is it true? Has her name been coming up a lot? Yep, that's the one, you lot of nuts. Wait. My Calissa interrupts just as it dawns on her. My mother is actually looking into what's been going on. She feels baffled right now, completely winded. She thought her aloof mother was going to keep pretending like nothing was happening in order to save face. Yeah, since that Georgia girl went missing, Tommy rests his elbows on his knees now that he's sitting on the desk beside his twin. She called us immediately because we've always kept in touch with the leaders of the school, especially after we started working in our father's lab. Well, shit. Calissa doesn't know why that woman has to lie so much. If she's cared all this time, then why keep it to herself? Wait, wait. What exactly do I have to do with all of this? Glad you asked. Tommy pulls out a notepad from his back pocket. He flips it over open and starts running off stuff. What Calissa assumes must be a list. In the history of this school existence, no student has ever gone missing. Some have died, yes, but because of an accident or health-related reasons, but never missing. Calissa swallows because she already knows where this is going. So, you show up. Students go missing. Tommy keeps going, ignoring the discomfort Calissa is giving off in ways. You claim to be a maroon, but you're able to pull off a blood spell powerful enough to rival that of a gray. That's unheard of. Ever. He emphasizes. Calissa slinks down on her chair. She starts playing with her wings and takes a few deep sighs. They're insinuating something. She can feel it. Next... You fight off a demon possession like it's as natural as drinking water, Tommy huffs in disbelief. The fact that you saw it, fought it, and banished it, well, that's just incredible. Then, there is the fact that your not-so-dead father is lurking around, your grandmother's mysterious illness, and we keep seeing you conversing with the one student we can't seem to find any information on. Calissa's heart actually thumps, and she's afraid it might just decide to leap right out of her chest. She leans forward in her chair, a look of sheer determination in her eyes. Who? She desperately wants to know. Who else? Bradley Kelp. Yolanda states, and for some reason the name brings chills up Calissa's arms. She stills and her mouth goes dry. We found his birth certificate, his parents and relatives, but there's no photos at all. 
His parents claim they hate taking pictures, but that's a bit odd. Not even a single baby photo. We couldn't find any friends, no childhood schools, no memories. What does that mean? Calissa's voice raises without meaning to. It means he's not who he says he is. Tommy closes the notepad and stuffs it back in his pocket. He hops off the table. And it means you're not who you think you are. Come find us when you're ready to talk. Yolanda gives Calissa a half smile. This shows her apology before following her brother out the classroom. Calissa feels a sudden chill and rubs her goosebumps away. What does this all mean? Not wanting to be alone. Calissa goes to find Zinc before thinking better of it. What would she do if she found him? Talk to him about her problems, be all mopey and concerned? <sighs> she sighs, no. You know what? Calissa's tired of all that. She's gotten so wrapped up in finally having friends that she's not even stopped to realize that it's always about her. She doesn't want that. So she goes to find Leo. He's in the back courtyard playing football while chasing some of the other guys that Closely does not know. Leo immediately stops playing and runs up to her, giving her a one-arm hug and a quick kiss. Hey, I just wanted to apologize again. Leo looks down and Calissa hangs that expression on him. You are defending me. Calissa bumps shoulders with him. Why would I be upset about that? Besides, I just came to find you to see what you were up to. Oh? Leo's eyes seem to lighten a bit and that makes Calissa happy. Come play with us then. Have you ever thrown a ball before? Calissa shakes her head. Not this kind, but... If you can do it, then it shouldn't be too hard. She winks as some of the other guys laugh at Leo. <laughs> Cheeky. I like it. Leo tosses her the ball. Let's see how badass you are when I tackle you. Bro, we're playing flag football. A random guy shouts. Shush! Chase waves his hand. That's his girlfriend. Any chance he can get to touch on her, he's going to take it. Some whistles are heard and Calissa's laughter is louder than them all. She plays with them for about an hour before calling in today. She and Leo had to eat and then to his go to his room where she explains what happened with the twins. Leo tells her not to worry too much about it and instead they should all go find Nia in the morning and see how she knew the spell to save Chase's life. So that's what they do. It's now the next morning. They catch Nia hovering near the pool hall where Chase asked her to meet them. She's wearing some pink leggings with a black crop top and some pink furry Ugg shoes. Hey, glad to see you're okay. Nia touches Chase's cheek before pulling away. Yeah, me too. Leo rubs at his arm. How did you know how to, this spell to save me, though? It's something I actually learned from my friend Porter last year when he and I were researching something together for our research club. Nia responds. Zink's eyes go wide and Calissa's heart rate increases. Hey, thanks for um, saving me anyways, Chase laughs awkwardly. Glad you worked on that hex project then. Oh yeah, me too. Nia looks around and gives a tight, tight smell. I feel really awful for suggesting the pool when I knew it was closed. 
I didn't think there was a hex in the pool, obviously. But you look so down. I just wanted to cheer you up and you almost died because of it. Hey, no sweat. Chase dismisses. Water on the bridge, you know that. Good, then you wouldn't mind joining me for a walk? Nia offers. No more dangerous, just to my room. Calissa's cheeks turn red and she can feel her own face getting hot. Chase has a dopey grin on his face that he nods. <sighs> yeah, sure, sounds great. Chase stumbles to walk closer to Nia. She laughs and grabs his hand, pulls him away. Chase turns and gives everyone a thumbs up before wagging his brows. The two of them walk off. Well, that was unexpected. Zink twitches his nose. <laughs> well, it worked out for him, I guess. Leah laughs as he takes his hair out of a bun and shakes it about. It's interesting, though. Porter knows about hexes and Bradley has not passed. Both of them warn Calissa about the other. Porter has been seen with Professor Lyman and Bradley has been seen with that new tech guy, Maurice. That about sums it up, Calissa nods. Don't forget, Bradley and Calissa have some sort of connection. Zink as in. Calissa's father has been hexing Calissa's grandmother the entire time and somehow druids, necromancers, and immortals all seem to fit into this narrative. It's a lot to take in, that's for sure. Calissa talks out loud. Hey, like Christina said, let's just keep our heads down, Zink informs them. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea at this point, Leo states. Calissa wants to agree with the two of them, but the, for the first time in her life, she can't help but want to fight. She wants to confront Bradley and Porter. She wants to confront her father. She wants to slap her mother about. She wants to make sure her grandmother is okay. More importantly, she wants to know when the voice is coming from her and who does the voice belong to.